Listen, when you search engine optimize your podcast, and I mean fully search engine optimize it, you are literally creating a very powerful attraction marketing tool that works to attract potential clients and customers to you who are actively searching for answers to a problem or frustration that they have. And your products and services are the solution to all of that. Your products and services help them overcome whatever obstacle that they're dealing with at that moment. And by having search en- a search engine optimized podcast, they're going to find you much easier. And the great thing about it is that with podcast SEO, your podcast will allow for you to be able to be found without you having to actively do something day in and day out like all the other marketing strategies. You're positioning yourself to be able to attract people within your target audience who's looking for what you sell and you're doing it in a way that's automatic. That's the key. It's automatically happening because podcast SEO happens in the background. It's what people don't see. It is the engine that's keeping you in front of your target audience, the right people within your target audience without you having to always do something. And that's because you are training the bots to recognize your episodes and your podcast website and everything that's related as an authority and an answer and a solution to the thing that that active searcher is searching for. The thing you need to know is that in order to build up this podcast, or I should say this SEO power, you have to plant the seeds because it takes time to build up. All right. You've got to plant those seeds and you got to do it from the beginning. So let's talk about that. You're listening to the Buyer Attractor Podcast. I'm your host, Vernita Sherman, and on this show, I share tips on converting your podcast into a revenue-generating asset that attracts qualified buyers. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome back to BuyerAttractor.com. This is episode 10 of the podcast, and today I'm going to be talking about podcast SEO. And I want to give you, there's a lot. Let me just say that there is a lot to it. So what I'm going to focus on, on the next 30 minutes or so, is the most important pieces of SEO, which stands for search engine optimization, that you need to be aware of as it relates to your podcast. So if I were to define podcast search engine optimization, I would define it by saying that it is the way in which you optimize your content that's related to your podcast in a way where search engine bots and bots from directories and other distribution channels see that content as the answer to someone's query on that search engine or that directory or that channel. So when someone is typing in something because they're looking for something, your content related to your podcast needs to be relevant to what that searcher is searching for. And if it is relevant enough in the bot's eyes, that bot will put your content in front of that searcher. It will be part of the results that will show up 
for that searcher. So whether it's your show notes, a transcript, or this description of your podcast, your podcast title, there's different, that's what I mean by your podcast content. So there's different forms of content. That's the written content that's important. And of of course, it's important for your mouth to speak the language that a person is searching for because these days people also search when it comes to audio. They're like speaking to Siri and speaking to Alexa and things of that nature. So you want whatever they're speaking, you want that bot to be able to say, oh, okay, that podcast is relevant to that what that person spoke. Now, when it comes to the written content, it's very important for you to understand that I'm not just talking about the written content that's visible to human eyes. We got to pay attention to the technical side of SEO as well, which you don't see. And if you did see it, you wouldn't even know what this is because it's, it's a whole bunch of code. You see, I see a lot of podcast marketers who, well, they call themselves podcast marketers or they know about podcast marketing. And then when they list the various things that they have an expertise in, I see them talk about SEO. But when they talk about SEO, they talk about the basic stuff, such as making sure that you have certain keyword phrases within this and within that, SEO show notes, and uh, when it comes to your descriptions and all these things. But it goes so much deeper. Again, the technical side is very important because no matter how many phrases you have on the front end where people can see it, and it's clear to the bots as well, that this is what this particular episode is about or whatever, you still need to make sure that other SEO elements are included on that particular page. Now, I'm going to jump into that in technical SEO in a second. But before that, I want to talk about basic SEO so you have an understanding of that, the basics that need to be done. And even prior to that, what I want to talk about right now real quick is to share with you why all of this is even important. If you're a podcaster, you start your podcast like everyone else and the way in which you promote your podcast, you're going to, people are going to tell you that you should do advertising, you should post on social media all day, you should make your rounds to other podcasters, uh, get on their show and be a guest. You should be a guest speaker of, you know, of your expertise, whether it's in person or virtual. Email marketing, that's another way, or ad swaps. And then you can swap promotions and, and not just that, but there's so many different ways in which you can do different things when it comes to promoting your, your podcast, right? Everything that I just said, which are the main ways that people are going to tell you to promote your podcast, all of that is all well and good and will, they all work. They will give you plenty of downloads sponsors make snoop around and be like, hey, you know, we want to be on your podcast, you know, and that's great for that type of business model when it comes to you wanting to get more sponsorships and more advertisers and sell affiliate programs as well. If that's another business model that you're looking into when it comes to your podcast, all of that stuff works perfect for that. The first two things I said were great for what you're doing when it comes to selling your own products and services as well, as well as email marketing. Remember, the first things I said was ads and social media, email marketing, great. All of it is great. The problem, though, the problem is that once you turn the faucet off from that, that's it. So those are what I call 
water faucet marketing strategies, which are great. We all do them. I'm on social media. I'm not on there all day long, but I'm there. We all do the water faucet marketing strategies because they work. But again, once you turn that off, once you stop doing it, you're not going to continuously attract people within your target audience because you already turned the faucet off. But when it comes to podcast SEO, this is an underlining strategy that works like a stream. You don't turn a stream on and off. It's continuous. So once you plant the seed with SEO and you nurture that seed and you allow for that seed to grow, and it does take some time, once it grows, it's going to continuously send a stream of potential clients and customers to you weeks, months, and even years after you've already posted or published that particular episode. That is the power of podcast SEO. You basically don't have to rely on the water faucet marketing strategies that are temporary until you're willing to do it again, jump in the saddle and, you know, go for a little while. Then you turn it off and, you you know, that all that back and forth, back and forth, or you can be continuous throughout the time burn yourself out. Or of course, you can hire someone to do some of this stuff for you. But the point is with podcast SEO, you don't have to rely on all of those other things. You have a tool that you've created that is powerful for attracting people within your target audience that are looking for the products and services that you sell. And it works automatically day in and day out just from publishing an episode and that thing continuously building up steam and attention from the bots that put your stuff in front of those people. Telling you, podcast SEO is so powerful. But like I said before, it's important that you start doing it from the beginning. So now let's talk about basic podcast SEO so that you can understand the basic things that need to be taken care of to start getting this thing going. So the first thing is keyword research. It is the most important thing that you need to do. You should not have anything set up with your podcast until you do keyword research. Now, there's other type of research that you need to do that's part of the overall umbrella of market research, but let's just focus on the keyword research today. And that is, you need to know what the language is, the words and phrases your ideal clients are using to search for things related to what you sell. They're frustrated about something. They want to overcome something and you can help them do that. So what is it that they're typing in? You need to know that. What is it that they're speaking into their phones when they when they are frustrated or they have a problem or whatever and Google is giving them a response or Alexa, Siri, whatever is giving them a response? What is it? You got to know that. And so what you don't want to do is just guess and not have anything backing up your guess. So you created your product, your service, and you think that people are searching for A, B, and C. No, they're searching for X, Y, Z in order to get that same thing, but you didn't know or do the research in order to make sure that is the language that they're using. And what's going to wind up happening is you're going to have a whole long list of words and phrases that are relevant and related to that one particular what's called a seed phrase. 
And you're going to group these words and phrases together into different topics. And that is one of the ways in which you're going to create some of your podcast episodes from that. And there's there's a whole technique, a whole strategy behind doing all that. But what I want to say to you is that it may seem like it's a long process, but it is not because there are tools that you can use to help you. You can easily go to Google and do your research. You can go to YouTube and do your research because that's also a search engine. However, it takes a long time to be doing it that particular way. But one thing that's great about doing it those two ways, going directly instead of using a tool, is that you'll understand the searcher's intent. Please know that just because you think that using a particular word, the person is thinking, oh, that's what you mean by that. No, they may not be thinking that way. They may be thinking a whole other way and you didn't even realize it. And so what you need to do is find out when a person uses this particular phrase, what type of results are the search engines giving that person when it comes to that? Is it what you intended or not? You need to know that. And you also need to know if there is enough people searching using those particular phrases that you have determined that are phrases that people use. For an example, if there's only like 20 people searching for that per month versus another phrase that's similar where there are 1,500 people searching, you want to go after the one that's 1,500, not the 20. Then there may be one where there's like 700 people searching for it. And do you want to go after that as well? Well, how do you determine? You also have to look at the third thing, which is competitors. The competition centered around those particular phrases. How are other people ranking when it comes to those phrases? Is, is there a lot of competition in order for you to be able to get onto the first 10 results or close to that? If there is a lot of competition for the phrase that there's like 1,500 people per month using that phrase and there is hardly any competition for the one that's 700 people per month, it's best for you to target the one that's 700 because over time, the search engines are going to give you the credit for the one where there's 1,500 people searching. So basically what I'm saying is you want to pay attention to the competitors and the competition as it relates to these phrases where people are ranking. If it's a highly competitive word and you have a platform that your podcast is on where it doesn't have much juice, much power, much domain rank, you starting from scratch then you're going to want to go after the phrase that has the least competition because that way it'll be easier and faster when it comes to you ranking for that word. Now, that's best practice, but I have to say, I got to mention this real quick. If you want to still go after the highly competitive words and you're starting from scratch, so you have a low domain rank and it's, it's still going to be very competitive and and a, a challenge to really rank in the higher top 10 or top 20 or even the top 100 of a particular keyword phrase, you still have a chance because these AI tools now allow for you to do some things that can get you up there. 
with those people that have high domain rank, plenty of backlinks and all of that. It's amazing what the tools that are out there. I actually went down an AI rabbit hole for the last two months testing various tools and it all relates to your content. So there's a lot of things you can do with your content to really help you when it comes to not just interlinking content, but the creation of the content and how it's created. These tools will allow for you to really do your thing from scratch, just starting out and be a competitor against the ones that are already on the top 10 because your content is on point versus their content not being as on point. Just wanted to say that because I I don't want you to think that if all of the keywords that you have are very highly competitive, that it's a lost cause. But there won't be all of them. You just got to do more research. There's going to be some that have lower competition that you really can, can get in and rank for. However, you can go after the highly competitive ones when you have the right AI tool that's helping you with your content. And no, I'm not talking about ChatGPT or anything like that. I'm specifically talking about these long form AI writing tools that bloggers actually use. And I mean, people who are making a living from blogging, uh, they have affiliate programs that they're a part of. And so they need to get the traffic to their site. So they know SEO very well. They use SEO tools, but now they also use these AI writing tools. Not the AI writing tools that many people have heard of either, because most of those tools that many people have heard of, they don't do long form. And so if you don't, if they don't do the long form, which most of them do not, there's a lot of manual work that you're going to need to do where it's like, well, why am I even using the AI tool to begin with? So there are long form AI writing tools that assist these bloggers. Of course, there absolutely needs to be a human touch, period. I'm gonna talk about that as well. But right now I'm gonna stick with the basic stuff. In when I start talking about the more technical things, I'm gonna talk about the AI writing tool because there is a technique that you can use to assist you with your verbal speaking, not writing, but verbally speaking as it relates to podcasting and these tools. So that's gonna help you out. But I did wanna mention that these long form AI writing tools can also help you when it comes to ranking for these particular keyword phrases and that, that ha- that's high competition. The thing about it is, if you do not add a human touch, you may have more traffic, but you'll have less conversions. So I'll talk about that in a minute, but just giving you a little preview. So after you do your keyword research, now you can set up your podcast. There is no setting up a podcast without doing the keyword research, because if you start podcasting about things that people don't want to hear or they're not using, you're using phrases that they don't use, you're not going to be found. Also, if you write a podcast description that don't have certain phrases in it, that's not going to be found. And remember, your podcast content is syndicated out to directories, to directories, podcast directories, as well as other distribution channels. You need to know what to put in certain places when it comes to the language being used so that people can find you and not just anybody, but the people that are within your target audience looking for the solution that you have, the people who are going to be your buyers. All right. So what you want to do after you've done your keyword research, like I said, it's going to be for everything else. This is a foundational thing. 
is you want to make sure that you create your podcast description. Your podcast description needs to have a primary phrase within it that's related to what it is that you do. Also, you need to start working on what your first 12 episodes are going to be. Those first three months are a time for you to start building up SEO power, all right? So you need to make sure that while you're building up that SEO power, you're doing it in a way where you're using the phrases that people within your target audience that become buyers care about. You need to attract them. So you need to be using the right type of phrases in each and every episode, which means that you have to already plan those episodes out long before you record them. And so you need to make sure that as you're planning them out, that you know the order in which you're going to release them out. And the order is based off of certain things related to what you are selling. So if you're selling a coaching program or you are selling some software, so something digital or whatever type of product or service you're selling, you based on which one that you want to be your primary thing, whatever your signature offer is or whatever is the main thing that you rolling with or you going with right now, you have to pay attention to that and then also pay attention to what people are searching for and between the two make a determination on the order of how you're going to structure uh, your your podcast episodes. Another thing, a lot of people have an issue with coming up with content to talk about when it comes to their podcast. There are some people holding off on creating a podcast because they don't know, well, what do I talk about? All of this and that. That is another reason why keyword research is so important because you will never run out of things to talk about when you know what people in your target audience is searching for. If you know what they're searching for and you know all the ways, all the language that they're using to search, you have an endless amount of content, all right? So the the key of what you need to know is not only what they're searching for, but the order and the structure in which you want to do it. And again, you have to pay attention to what are you selling right now that you want to focus on, or I should say for the next 12 weeks that you want to focus on and match that with how they are searching online, how they're searching, what they're saying, and what, what they're saying, as well as what they are typing and balance that out or harmonize that, I should say. Harmonize that so that it all is congruent. It all works for you. And these people can find you. These are your qualified buyers. Now, a few other things to take note of when it comes to basic best practices for optimizing your podcast for the search engines. And that is making sure that you submit your podcast to directories. I briefly mentioned before submission to directories, but I want you to make sure that you don't just stop at just a few that you've heard of, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart. There's a whole long list of them. And wherever you are hosting your podcast, the, the actual audio file and video file, hopefully that you're doing video podcasts too. We'll talk about that in a minute. But wherever you're hosting your audio, that particular podcast host, will have the long list. Go to all of them. Don't just stop at a few. If you are thinking about using a company to help you start your podcast or build your podcast, a lot of these companies, they are not going to submit to all the places for you. 
They're going to tell you they're going to submit to the top five or top whatever. You need to keep going and submit it. It only takes a minute, takes less than a minute to submit your feed to these directories. Why do you want to do that? Because you got to remember that when it comes to your podcast and search engine optimization, you're not just optimizing the page that your podcast episodes are on. You're also making sure that the content that's syndicated out to those directories, they're optimized as well. So there's an excerpt that they will have of what that particular episode is about. There's a description that you need to send out to them or that they actually will fetch automatically. But it's a little excerpt, right? So whatever that is, you need to make sure that you have your phrases in that so that they also have an optimized version of what that particular episode is about for people who use those platforms, all right? And one other thing that I should actually said before the description is the title. They're gonna be pulling the title as well. So you need to make sure that your title is optimized, not just on your actual page where that episode is published, but also keeping in mind that that title is going to be the same title that the directory pulls in when they're pulling in from your podcast feed. Okay. So optimizing your title and that excerpt, that description of that particular episode, which is going to be part of your show notes for that episode, making sure that that is optimized. Now, speaking of show notes, it's important for you to understand that there's a difference between regular podcast show notes and SEO show notes. SEO show notes are going to be focused on a particular keyword phrase that that episode is focused on. So when it's written, it's based off of that phrase. Regular show notes, there's no thought process about, okay, this is the phrase we're targeting and this is how it needs to be written based off of that phrase. You're not even thinking about that. So your title doesn't have anything in it that's going to help you when it comes to SEO. Your summary is not going to have anything in it that's, you know, related to SEO or helping you with SEO. It's just some show notes. Now, please understand that when show notes are created, regardless of whether it's SEO show notes or just regular show notes, it needs to be more than just a paragraph. I've seen some people online who are podcasting and have their show notes like two sentences. And then you have some who have like more than two sentences and have like four or five sentences. So it's a, it's a bigger paragraph, but that's not show notes. That's not going to do anything for you. Even for a, even if you weren't focused on SEO, like that is, what's that? Don't pay no, if you're going to have, if you're going to pay somebody to help you out with your show notes and that's what they do, run. That, no, that, that's, that's not how you do it. Now, when it comes to SEO show notes and you are focused on a particular keyword phrase, you need to make sure that there's enough content on that page, the episode page, in order for the bots to consider that content in order to put inside of their index and think about, okay, this content is great for that searcher who's searching for that particular thing. So how much content is enough content? Well, it used to be having short form blog post content, which would be approximately three to 450 words was enough just a few years ago. That's not going to work these days. 
And the reason why it's not going to work is because Google is ranking longer form content now. And so your show notes, so let me be very clear. Your show notes do not have to be the longer form content. You want your show notes to be short because people are not going to read all that. People are going to skim. So you need to make sure that you have some paragraphs on there and some bullet points, okay? Now, when we're talking about the longer form, we're getting into thousands of words. What you need to do is have your transcript on there because that's the only way you're going to make it to thousands of words unless you're going to hire somebody to do a whole big old blog post. That's just, it's not worth it. You already have your transcript, so use it. The thing about it is, if you use it as is, it's not going to help you with SEO compared to what other people are doing when it comes to that long form content. And when I'm saying other people, remember, when you are being found, in the search engines, you're competing against bloggers. It's not just other podcasters. You're competing against bloggers because Google is prioritizing written content. And if you go to the first page of Google, what you'll see right now is most of the top results have blog posts that are thousands of words. And that's why I'm saying use your transcript on there. If you go to buyertractor.com, the way that I have things set up, you'll see that I have things set up in a testing way because you may go to one episode and it's done one way, another episode done another way and things of that nature because I'm always testing. I'm always seeing what is Google doing now because Google changes all the time. What is Google doing now? What is it prioritizing? And I make slight changes that you may not even see, but I'm constantly testing. But I'm telling you right now, One of the things that is huge, that has been huge since all these AI tools, the writing tools have come out, and it's not just 2023, this is 2022 as well, is longer form content. You're competing against the bloggers. So that means that when you see somebody blogging that have headlines that are enclosed in certain tags, you need to make sure you're doing that same thing. Now I'm getting a little technical and I'm about to you know, go into the technical SEO in a second. But your tags, you need to have heading tags. You need to have headings for your transcript. They need to be enclosed in certain code or it doesn't matter that you have that transcript on there. Okay. Now I want to make it very clear that you understand that ranking on the first page of Google or any other search engine like Bing, any of them, for a particular keyword phrase, there's a lot of factors that are considered when it comes to that. So when I say that Google is prioritizing these long form content and right now and in 2022, well, yeah, there were times way back in the past that they were prioritizing long form content, but there were also times when you could get away with short posts, short little show notes that are three to 400 words. And that is because if you are working with a domain that had a high authority and plenty of backlinks, there's certain things that you can do with that that you cannot do when you're first starting out with a brand new podcast, brand new podcast website, brand new everything. You got to do some certain things that some of the other people that have been around for a while when it comes to that particular show or that particular web page, do not have to do. The AI tools, however, have shifted everything. Right now, regardless 
of whether you have a website that's been around for a while or not, you need to start focusing on longer form content if you want to be found on the first page of some of these search engines when it comes to a particular keyword phrase. Now, none of what I said matters if the technical aspects of all of this is not set up properly. And the technical piece that is the most important piece is your podcast website. I'm going to go more in depth on podcast website in the next episode. But for now, I want you to understand the importance of having ownership and control over your own podcast website so that you can add the code that's necessary to make everything else flow and so that the bots will find you and not only find you, but will index your stuff, your content, and allow for that content to show up in their search results. So what do I mean by having ownership and control over your podcast website? That means not using the free website that your podcast hosting company gives to you. Don't do it. Because if you do, you're hurting yourself when it comes to SEO because you cannot do things that need to be done with that free site. It's not on your domain. It's not. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, didn't you just say that it should be a domain that has high authority and all of that? There's things you can do and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I did say something about high authority. And I said, yeah, you don't have to do as much certain things when you have a domain that has high authority, has more backlinks and so on and so forth. But you're not going to be on the main domain of these hosting companies. You're going to be on a subdomain. Subdomains are treated like a completely separate domain when it comes to SEO. And even if it were treated the same, the big issue is that their domain is not related to what you talk about. They're not in your niche. They're podcast hosting. That has nothing to do with what you do. So it doesn't matter. Now, you need to have a platform that's going to allow for you to not only add the SEO elements, the technical SEO elements that need to be added, but a platform that it makes it easy to do that without diving into code. You don't need to know code. You don't need to know anything about code. All you need to be able to do is add a plugin and then set certain settings. And that's it. The only platform that's going to give you that particular type of flexibility as a podcaster is WordPress. Not the WordPress platform that, again, your podcast host may have for you because there are some podcast hosting companies out there that'll provide you with a free WordPress website. But it's not going to be the type that you can do whatever you want to it. Why? Because it's their site, not yours. There is a gatekeeper. And that gatekeeper is looking at you like, please, you're not coming through here. We already gave you the little settings that you can choose and you can't do anything else with it. You absolutely need to be able to do what you need to do in order to make sure that your content is optimized properly on the back end. The stuff that people do not see, the code, you need to be able to add the plugins, set the settings for that to happen. WordPress is a platform that has those plugins already ready. And then again, when you have WordPress, when you, when you are the owner of that WordPress site, you have more control and your domain as a whole will benefit, not just the part that's part of podcasting. 
which is why I'm recommending to you that your podcast is on the site that your main business site is on if it's a WordPress site. If you have a WordPress site right now for your business, your podcast should be on that domain, not on a whole separate site. Only do that if you are not using WordPress already, okay? So now with that said, you wanna make sure that you choose a podcast host that integrates with WordPress. And there are several of them out there. So make sure that that hosting company has a plugin that works along with WordPress so you can easily integrate the two. Now, I'm going to tell you and I'm going to suggest to you that you take it a step further than that and make sure that you get a host that actually allows for you to have the feed on your domain. Your podcast feed is your primary asset. Your website that houses your podcast is secondary. The feed is primary because that feed is the asset where all the distribution channels pull from in order to receive all of your podcast episodes and feature it on their platform. That feed is very important. So wouldn't it make sense, like just like all the other assets that you have in your life, in your personal life, like a house or some stocks or whatever you have as an asset, wouldn't it make sense that this is in your name and no one can say otherwise, right? This feed is in your name. But in this instance, when I say your quote unquote name, we're talking about it being on your domain name, your website address that is on that not your podcast hosting's domain, not that company's domain, because if it's on their domain, that means it's technically their podcast. You're just renting space. And so something this important, you want to make sure that you truly own it, right? So instead of your feed being whatever the name of your podcast is, dot the podcast hosting company.com forward slash RSS. You can have a feed that's like your domain name.com or your website.com forward slash podcast forward slash feed. It is yours. Now, outside of that, have being the owner, the true owner of that feed, another reason why this is so important for the feed to be on your domain is because that is how you train the bots to recognize indirectly. This is indirectly now. The bots are recognizing that your domain is an authority for certain content. This is, I'm saying it's indirect because this is not the type of SEO strategy when it comes to that, what, that you would normally think about. It's like you're not thinking about, or I should say SEO tactic. You're not thinking about, okay, well, I need to, the keyword phrase is this, and then the, I need to put the metadata over here and all this. That. No, remember. All of these bots, artificial intelligence is all connected. The internet is one big web. It's all connected. They see what each other are doing. Social media bots see what's going on with SEO. SEO see what's going on with social media, which is why if you go to Google, for an example, and you type something in, you'll see some of the first results being someone's social platform, their, their profile on, on LinkedIn or on Facebook, YouTube. You'll see some of that first before their own website because the search engine bots know what's going on 
with the bots that are related to social media. Some people, you'll see some tweets on there. You'll see they're all connected. And since they're all connected, it is important to understand that you are indirectly training them to recognize that your feed houses content that's related to certain particular phrases within that feed. If you've ever seen a feed before, it looks crazy. It looks like a bunch of code and some words all up in that. That's code too. That is what the bots are reading again and what they're using to pull into their particular platform wherever they are. So when Googlebot, for an example, sees that Spotify is pulling from your feed, it's like, oh, Spotify is pulling some information from this particular feed that's related to what this searcher had searched for. And so that Spotify, sometimes iHeart, iHeart is a good example because sometimes iHeart and some of these other um, directories that people don't really think about all the time will show up in the search results for certain phrases as opposed to your website. And what Google is seeing that not only is this excerpt, because that's all they really have, is related to what the searcher is searching for, but that excerpt is tied to this particular feed. So if that excerpt is tied to this particular feed, that feed has a whole host of various files in it related to a general overall topic about whatever it is that your niche is in, the bots are going to consider that. And that's something, again, that's completely indirect. But it's important, especially in a time like right now where artificial intelligence is taking off. You want to train the bots as much as possible to recognize that your domain and the pages that are on that domain that house your podcast episodes are important, they're high authority, and you are credible. You're a credible source for this particular type of content. The bots need to know that because, again, the bots are the ones that are going to take your content and put in front of qualified buyers, people within your target audience that's searching, that's actively searching for what you know about. The bots are responsible for that. So you have to consider the bots when it comes to all of this. This is a a very easy way of considering those bots. Now, I don't want you to think that this is very hard to do and all of that. A lot of people choose these hosting companies, the free stuff that they offer because they think that the, the other way is hard and it's not. When you're using WordPress, there's literally a plugin for everything. Seriously. And so many things integrate with WordPress. It is not difficult. And you being a tech-savvy entrepreneur, it's going to be very easy for you to do all of this. And if you don't want to do it yourself, to know what to do and then hire someone else to do it is going to be easy because there's people who, there's, how many, there's so many people that know WordPress, right? And so all you really literally need to do is just know what settings need to be, what plugins need to be added what settings need to be added, and how to use certain, certain features when it comes to certain plugins. And it is not hard at all. So I don't know why everybody keeps running to these podcasting platforms that, that the only way in which you can do anything related to having ownership and control over it is just simply there's a, a plain old integration 
with WordPress or they give you a free WordPress site. No, I'm telling you, it is it is more simple than you think to have ownership and control over your website that's going to house your podcast as well as the feed and make sure when you do that, you are locking in your SEO benefits, the maximum amount of SEO you can possibly get. You're locking it in. The only thing you need to know now is the strategy behind how to do all these things. But once you have the ownership and control of the website and the feed, no one can touch you. So now let's move on to some of the most important pieces when it comes to the tech part of SEO and your podcast. And that is you need to make sure that the page for each episode, that there is metadata that's related to what the bots will be paying attention to to know what the page is about. So you need to have what's called a title tag. So the title for that particular episode needs to be enclosed in what's called a title tag. It also, you also need to have what's called a description meta. So it needs to be enclosed. Your description needs to be enclosed in a description meta tag or description meta tags because it's a tag in the beginning and a tag in the end. Now, this is different than that little excerpt that I'm talking about that goes out to the directories that is part of your show notes. That's not what I'm talking about. Your show notes is a whole other thing. I'm talking about when you go to Google as an example and you type in a particular phrase, you're searching for something and the results come up, you see that there's a title and you see that there's a description. I'm talking about that description. Now, Google is not always going to choose whatever you put as your meta description tags within your meta description tags. It doesn't always choose that, but you still want to put something anyway because other directories do choose that. Google is a little different. Sometimes they do, sometimes it doesn't, you know, so, but you always want to make sure that that's there. Other things that you want to make sure that's there is you want to make sure that you have your heading tags. And this is the key to other pieces. If you're still with me, I hope you're still with me from some of the things that I said before when I was talking about long form content and how Google is prioritizing that and what bloggers are doing now? Well, AI writers have made it very, very easy for people. Now, it's easy, but it's it's time consuming, but it's still easy. Easier than it would have been without them. Made it very easy for people who wouldn't have known SEO to rank because now these AI writing tools are allowing for people to pull in data that it wasn't pulled in before. And people can, with this data, create a blog posts that are excellent posts. I mean, right out the gate, I was testing one particular AI tool and it gave me a Surfer SEO score right out the gate of 72. Surfer SEO is a tool that a lot of people within, within SEO have been using the last couple of years. It's an AI tool. And one of the best features of it is that it has this scoring system. And basically the score, the scoring system, I'm just keep this brief. The scoring system is based off of the top results. The top, it usually picks five results. The top five results that are relevant, the most relevant results to what you are about to write if you were a blogger 
and it's going to tell you approximately how many words your your blog should have and what the score should be, what the other people's scores are, and you should be close to that or within the vicinity. 72 is high, all right? Now, with most of them, you may need like an 80 or whatever like that, but to come right out the gate with this particular tool that I was playing with, I played with a lot of them. This was the only one that gave me a Surfer SEO score of 72 right out the gate. I knew right then and there, just from that, that it's like, man, this is making things so much easier for everyone to rank on the first page of Google if they just continuously put out these posts, continuously put them out. I'm talking about the bloggers because remember, you are competing against the bloggers when it comes to those top 10 spots. Here's the problem. And this is where you can excel. Many people are just using what spits out from AI as is. I don't care how good the tool is. And the one I'm talking about is very, very good. It still sounds like a research paper, which means that you may get more traffic, but you'll get less conversions because there's no personality in it. So once somebody comes to your site, if you just use this tool as is, you know, the information, the blog post that it gives you as is, they come to your site and it's like, okay, I got my information, but it's not something where, oh, I, I want to work with this person because it doesn't, it doesn't sound personable. It just sounds like general. Um, well, not even general. It can, it can get very specific, but it doesn't have personality in it. So it's kind of bland. I mean, it's like very bland. So in order to spice it up, you need to add a human touch to it. Why am I mentioning all this about blogging and you're not a blogger, you're a podcaster? Because this is how you can use these tools in a way that's going to help you when it comes to heading tags that need to be a part of the pages of your site. First and foremost, bloggers know about heading tags when they didn't know about it before because these tools are telling them about these heading tags. When they tell you how to use the tools, telling you what to do. Anytime you create anything for SEO that's long-form content, you want to make sure that you are paying attention to how the people who are already in the, in the top 10 of Google, how they're structuring the content on their website. That is extremely important. When you see how they're structuring the content of your website, you will go there, see what their heading tags are for all of them, the primary ones, that are relevant to what you do. And then you would create content that's related to these headings. So you literally would have to take all these headings from all these sites and you would have to structure them in your own language, in your own way, in, in your own order. And then you create content based off of that. That used to be very time consuming. There's SEO tools that make it easy to do that. But these AI bots, one in particular, this, uh, it's an AI uh, bot, it's a writing tool, it'll automatically pull in the best relevant uh, information, the headings of the people who are already ranking for a particular keyword phrase, and it'll organize it for you. And it'll organize it in a way where it does not sound like the others. It'll use language that's similar, but not exactly the same. That's why this particular tool is very powerful. When it does that, this is now you already have your H2 heading tags. And remember what I said about transcripts. 
is that your transcripts should have heading tags, not just stick them up there, right? So when you use the tool, you have this, you have your heading tags. Now, what do you do? You go in that order when you're creating a podcast episode. So you are literally speaking your heading tags and the content that comes in the body of underneath of all of those headings. You're speaking it. I'm speaking it right now. I've been speaking it the whole time I've been talking. There is an order to what I'm doing. So I don't have to be like a blogger and create this blog that's outside of what I already have when it comes to my transcript and what I'm saying. I don't have to do anything extra. All I got to do is be like the blogger and gather the information when it comes to the most important headings that Google likes that, that, you know, they're ranking these sites for that. Take that, put it in my own way. And there's AI tools that will allow for you to do that easily. And then now you have this outline and you just speak in the order of the outline. Create your transcript. And now you have your heading tags. You have your transcript that is within each tag. So basically what I'm saying is you actually have to go in and edit it but you have all the information that you need and you have the information that you need that's going to give you a high SEO score on that content because that transcript is going to be thousands of words. So now you can compete against the bloggers. Do you get what I just said? If you didn't get it, go back and listen to what I said, okay? Now, the benefit of doing all of that compared to the bloggers is that you don't need to add personality to it because you spoke it. So your personality is already in it. There is no human touch you need to add because the human touch was you speaking it anyway, already in order. The key was that you created an outline based off of the tool that you used that allowed for you to easily find out what were the most important headings that you needed to include. You have those headings in your own language. You have the content in your own language. Your personality is already added because you're speaking it. And again, that is another reason why podcasting is so powerful. It's easier for you to create content that has your personality, not this bot stuff, not this AI coming up with research paper-esque type of things. And that sets you apart from all those other people that are ranking so high on Google. It already sets you apart. Now, it just takes time for the ball to roll for you to juice up your site. It does take time. But over time, it's going to kick in. And again, once it kicks in, you'll set yourself in a position where you don't always have to continuously be posting all day on social media or always doing advertising and all these other things that I talked about before. You don't have to do all the, the water faucet type of of marketing that's temporary until you turn the faucet back on. Your faucet or your stream is continuously flowing when it comes to SEO and you do what I just said. Yes, there's more to it than that, but I'm giving you the basics today. Even the technical pieces, there's way more to it than that. You know, I mean, you're, well, there's URL canonicalization, there's permalink structure, there's internal linking, there's with your, your images, you need to make sure that you have your your title and more specifically your alt tags and make sure that when you are uploading your images before you do that, you change the file name to have your phrases in there. Make sure that it's scaled down so that your web pages can load faster. 
I can go on and on and on. But those things are little things that are important, but not as important as the content itself with the heading tags. Okay. All the things that I just said are important and you need to know them. But, you know, I'm way past my time right now, way past my time. So I'm not going to get into all of that. And I wouldn't get into it anyway, because it's so detailed and so much to it that you have to be very strategic on how you do it. And it's the type of stuff that I talk to my clients about. But one thing I do want to mention right now that is important is one of the bigger things that I do want you to understand is XML sitemap, because you need to have a sitemap that's not the type of sitemap made for humans, but that's made for the search engines to find you easier and to navigate your website easier by simply taking that sitemap, which is easy to create create when you have a WordPress. You take that sitemap and you submit that link to the search engines. So you can submit it to Google. You can submit it to Bing. You submit it to the search engines. It'll get their bots to find you faster, especially when you have a brand new platform, a, bl- a brand new podcast website. And being that it now knows that that sitemap exists, it'll keep coming back to that sitemap every single time that you add a new episode or you add more pages to that site overall. It'll go back to that website or that sitemap, excuse me, it'll go back to that sitemap and it'll just crawl that whole sitemap. And now it will discover pages that it may not have discovered had you not had that sitemap. Or if it discovered those pages, it would have taken it longer. Okay. Once you get the ball rolling, I'm telling you right now, these search engines will keep coming back, keep coming back quicker. In the beginning, it is slow. It is. But once it gets used to you, things will just start happening faster and faster and faster. Now, lastly, when it comes to technical SEO, there's a very important component that I cannot skip. I got to tell you about this one, and that is schema markup. This is what's going to set you apart from all other podcasters that truly do know SEO, okay? And that is making sure that you have what's called structured data. That is what the schema markup is, is structured data, letting the search engines know more about what your page is about. This is beyond regular metadata. And that is when you have a video, for example, video podcasting, which is so important. There's so much you can do with it. When you have a video and then you have the audio player there as well. When there's structured data in the code of that page, not only will the search engines know what the page is about based off of the content within the show notes and the transcript, but within the code, it's telling them the video object that's there and it's telling them the date that that information was posted. It's telling them the title and the description of that, that the podcast episode with inside of the video, with inside of that, it's telling them the transcript or, or showing them the transcript inside of the video. That is powerful. Because when that information is inside of the code like that, structured data code, you have a higher probability of showing up in the search engines 
than someone else who do not have all of that. And most people will not, especially podcasters. They don't know, many don't know about all these things. And then the ones who do, they don't have any control over anything. So they can't really add the stuff. You know, they don't, they, they just don't know. Now, here's the thing. There's different ways to add it. It's video hosting companies that can help you. And then WordPress itself, there's plugins. So there's different ways to add the code. But it's important that the code is there. And also, it is much easier and quicker to rank a video that has the structured data information than it is to rank a whole page of your site. Again, you're competing against bloggers when it comes to the content that you can actually see. But when it comes to your objects, the structured data that only the bots can see, bloggers don't have that. They don't have an audio player on there. They do not have the video there. So they don't have that extra data that's inside of that page in the code. But you can have that. And so when someone goes and they're looking for something, like on Google, for an example, let's just say that they click videos. Your video could be there. You do not have to have a YouTube video in order for your videos to show up under video, the video tab in Google. When you have videos on your site that have that structured data in it. All right. So think about that. It is so powerful. Now, I want to move on away from the technical SEO. Like I said, there's way more to it, but I'm way over time and many things. I say for my clients, there's certain ways in which you do all of this. You don't just up, oh, she said, get this, this, that. You, you got to, there's, there's a strategy. <laughs> there's a strategy with all of this. Okay. Now, when it comes to promoting your podcast with SEO, let's talk about backlinks for a second. Because backlinks are very important. It's a very important SEO a feature or not feature, component or factor when it comes to SEO. You need to have links coming from other websites, other platforms online coming into yours. So not only should you have internal linking going on within your own web page for your podcast, but links from sites that have authority. The more authority these other sites have, the more it's giving you SEO power for your particular page that is linking to and also the domain as a whole, okay? So the fact that you have links coming from the directories coming back into yours, those are some backlinks, but they're not really the highest quality for you because coming from a podcast directory that has what's called links that are nofollow is not really going to do much for you. I'm not going to get into what nofollow is. Just know that there's ways in which when people link to other sites, they can stop the SEO juice or the power link juice coming from their site going into another site. They can stop that. So then that link won't have as much power coming into you as a site that has a link coming into you that is regular follow, which is technically called do follow. Now, the easiest way to get high quality backlinks organically without paying somebody to do some crazy stuff that's going to mess you up later on, but to just continuously get 
backlinks that are organic, they come from high authority sites, and you can do it very quickly, is to get featured in online magazines. If you can get featured in an online magazine, have them write up an article or something about you, and have that come back to your site, making sure that they, and at the end of it, they, you know, when you say what your contact information is, don't just put an email or a telephone number. Make sure that you have your website address there. And that backlink is going to be very strong because backlinks like that will give your domain, it'll push it up, the authority of it, very quickly, within days, within days. The more you can start build, building stuff like that and also SEO press releases as well, even if it wasn't an SEO press release, just a press release, period, making sure it's from a high-quality uh, place that is submitting the press release. When you get these links coming from all these various news sites that have high authority and, and they're high-quality, that is how, over time, you are really, and not even over time, like in the beginning, you can really boost up your SEO power from that. This is what people in PR do when it just comes to PR. I, can, I don't care about PR. I wrote my first press release back in 2008, back when I was deep, deep, deep diving into SEO. And I seen the power of that back then. And it's something that I've always done, but it had, there's ways of doing it now that's even more powerful because you don't want to just rely on press releases. It's not as powerful as actually being featured in some of these online magazines. That's going to give you some real, real power very quickly. And you can continuously do this over time. That's going to help you. But one thing I want to, want to make clear is that I, everything that I said today is not one of those things where you can do this or you can do that. No, I'm saying do all of this, all of this. And I'm just giving you like some, <laughs> there's so much more. I've been talking for over an hour now and I only plan for this to be 30 minutes. But if you want more, I want you to come to buyerattractor.com so you can get more information and I can work with you to help you through all of this. Because this is the foundational piece that's going to get you attraction that that this if this is the foundational piece that's going to make it so that your podcast attracts attracts qualified buyers this is the foundational piece there's a couple other foundational pieces that are beyond just SEO but the SEO piece is the thing that's going to transform your podcast now there's no way I can leave without this one thing that I need to say it's like I keep thinking of these things to say to you I don't want to leave you I've been way past my time, but this one important piece, there's one thing that you can do right now that's going to help you with SEO without you having to wait so long for the juice to kick in and the power to build up. And that one thing is making sure that you use YouTube, okay? YouTube is now officially a podcasting platform. Yes, people have always used it for podcasts, but now... They actually have tools that they are rolling out and they're still rolling out new things at the time of this recording that's going to help podcasters with their podcast on YouTube's platform. Not only is it a podcasting platform now, but it also 
is a distribution channel that has the features that's going to allow for your audio to also be featured because there's there's YouTube music. So they're putting all that in play as I'm speaking right now. And so YouTube is a very powerful search engine. It's so powerful, not only because video is powerful anyway and all of that, but because it is so much easier and faster for people to find you on YouTube than it is on Google. And that is because on YouTube, you don't have all those those bloggers. You don't have all those bloggers that's doing what they're doing and they're taking up all the space on the first page of Google. But also the way that the algorithms work, it really helps out the little guy. It really does. So what I have right now on YouTube, the videos that I have, there's not a lot of views. It's a brand new, well, not brand new at this point, but my channel's a few months old and I'm doing a lot of testing with different things, but I have enough views where I've gotten engagement. And when I say engagement, I'm not talking about engagement where people can see. I'm talking about when people come to your website and you see they came from YouTube or when people contact you and you find out they came from YouTube, they saw one of your videos, even if it's a video that only had 10 views. That's the power of YouTube. I want to stress to you, don't worry about views and downloads of your podcast. Worry about the quality of the listeners that you are attracting. So I can go on a tangent when it comes to that. I'm not even going to do that. I'm just going to say to you, use YouTube as not an actual platform, but use it as a distribution channel of the podcast that you already have on your own platform. So you want to make sure you take copies of that and put it on YouTube. And you want to make sure that you use all of the new features that YouTube has for podcasters now. Make sure that you use that because again, While your site is building up SEO power, the platform that you're using to house your podcast, that's going to take time to build up some SEO power. In the meantime, along with other marketing strategies that you're going to do, YouTube will get you quicker results from a search perspective. So make sure that you use it. And yes, there is a strategy with that. I'm going to be focusing more attention on YouTube than I ever have than I ever have because there's so many things that I've just recently discovered from my testing that is working very well when it comes to the quality of attraction that I'm having with YouTube. Even though the views have not gone up the way I want them to go up yet, I'm now implementing things that are allowing for that to happen and allow for that to build up. So just wait, you'll see in the next few weeks how things uh, transpire with me and YouTube. But I'm, I'm, heavy focused on YouTube more so than some of the other things that I was doing because I was testing. I told you I went down an AI rabbit hole and I was testing so many things because I want to make sure, I want to make sure that everything that I tell you, that if there's any questions you ever have, I can give you a detailed answer that's going to be accurate. These bots always change. The algorithms are always changing and things are always fluctuating. So it's important for somebody to be out there testing. I don't want you to have to go through that. Let me test so that you know what's working, what's not working as you're going through your podcasting process. And you can continuously know what's happening as it's happening, right? So you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to spend 
time on that. You don't have to worry about it. Just know that there are things that are constantly changing, yet there are basic foundational principles that never change. They always stay the same. The tactics on how you apply those principles change, but the principles stay the same. And it's important for you to know those principles. It's also important for you, again, to keep up with what's working now and what's not. So if you want a podcast where one of the primary pillars, the foundational pillars of the podcast is search engine optimization, so that making sure that your podcast is continuously, continuously attracting people to you without you having to promote, 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 then stop, then start again, and all these start and stop. I mean, continuously, 24-7, doing this thing once that juice and that power starts building up. If you want a podcast like that, let's have a conversation. Go to workwithvernita.com. Sign up to have a conversation with me. You just click the button and it will show you my calendar. Let's get on the phone. Let's talk about this and see how I can help you if I'm for you. And if I'm not for you, I will lead you in a direction that's going to take you further. And you can start a podcast that you've always wanted to start. Jump off that fence. Jump off that fence and take the plunge. But I would just want to make sure that you're taking the plunge in a way that's going to benefit you long term. Not just a bunch of downloads and a bunch of this and that that is not doing anything for you when it comes to you making sure that your products and services are getting in front of the right people. Because all the downloads in the world, all the views in the world mean nothing if none of those people care about working with you. Again, go to workwithvernita.com, click the button, you'll see my calendar, schedule a time for us to talk. We're going to get on the phone, have a conversation. It's not going to cost you anything. And let's just see if we're a good fit to work together. All right. I'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Buyer Attractor Podcast. When you're ready for guidance on leveraging your podcast to attract more qualified buyers, I'm here for you at buyerattractor.com.